There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We rejoice in the goodness of the Lord this day. And we're thankful for each of you that listen. We would like to remind you of our First John project, which is ongoing right now. It's a memorization of First John. It's a plan that we've put on our website and someevangelists.com. And if you go to the First John project link on the website, you'll be able to access the First John project, download flashcards, templates, uh, schedules, things like that to help you memorize First John in just one year. Now, of course, that's up to you if you memorize in a year or two years. But the important thing is to hide the word of God in our hearts. We would like to remind you of that and continue to pray for the podcast, continue to pray for the McVeigh family. We do have a special guest on the podcast today. It is a relative of ours. This is our niece, Lydia. And uh, the Lord's certainly been good to Lydia. And she's going to give her testimony of what the Lord has done in her life and for her. And she's pretty nervous here today, but the Lord will settle her. And I believe that every child of God needs to speak boldly of the things that God has done for them. And Lydia has offered to speak on the podcast. We certainly rejoice in that. Lydia, we're glad the Lord has saved you. What a marvelous thing God has done in your life. And so you just tell us what the Lord has done for you today on the podcast. So I've been a preacher's daughter my entire life. I've always been in church, but it wasn't until I was probably nine years old that I thought ever crossed my mind that I needed to be saved. And it was one night when our father was doing family devotions with us, and he was teaching us about the rapture. And I remember being terrified about it. And I went to bed that night and just lay there so scared to go to sleep because I thought the rapture would happen and I would be left behind. And I just remember praying so many prayers that night that did nothing. And that went on for a couple of nights. And then one night I got myself so worked up that I had a panic attack and I couldn't breathe. So I went to my parents and after they figured out what was going on and they figured out why it was going on, um, my father sat down with me and tried to show me how I could be saved and tried to show me that all I had to do was believe. And the truth was I really didn't want to be saved. I just didn't want to go to hell. And so after several nights of talking to them, I one night was laying in bed And I prayed a prayer that felt a little bit different. So I went over to my parents and woke them up, told them I had gotten saved. And the next morning when I woke up, I knew there was nothing different. So I never told anyone else that I even made a profession of faith. And then I went on for quite a while, just, I would be convicted during services occasionally, but I just kind of forgot about it. 
And then I started going with my family to Black Creek Baptist Church in Black Creek, New York for their youth week. And I would go there and there was just something different about the preaching. I just, I enjoyed hearing it. I enjoyed the conviction because then I knew I still had a chance of getting saved. And for the first two years, we only stayed half the week. And then I would go home and conviction would be gone and I'd forget about it again. And then I started staying the whole week and the Lord would just really do a work in my heart. And each year I would say, next year I'll get saved. Next year, for sure. I, I'll make sure that next year I, I won't leave without being saved. Next year would come. And I would say it again. And it got to a point then that I just would think I'm not going to get saved. That I'm just one of those people that God's not going to save. I just, that it wasn't my fault. It was God's fault. He wouldn't save me. I was I couldn't help it. But I didn't want to be one of those people. So I can I would tell myself, no, I will be saved. And I would go to services, special services at different places. And I was convicted so many times, pretty much every time I would go to a service, I would there would be at some point I would be convicted. But a lot of times I would just shake it off and just say some other time. And it was during youth week this past year that I finally realized that I couldn't keep shaking it off. And I started getting really scared because quite a few people I knew that were lost I would openly say they were lost, started getting saved. And I felt like I was running out of time, that they would all get saved and the rapture would happen. I never really thought about the fact I could simply die at any point. I always was afraid of the rapture. And I just felt like if all of them got saved, the rapture would happen and I would be left behind. And I couldn't do anything about it then. And after Youth Week, the conviction never really went away. That time it, it stayed around. And I actually started reading my Bible for the first time, actually every day. I never had before. In September, we, we went to special services at a church, and my Uncle Tim was preaching. And he was preaching about how wicked the heart was. And up until that point, I didn't know what was keeping me from getting saved. I knew there was something, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And that night I realized that I didn't believe that I was wicked. I just thought, you know, there, there was some sins that I did, but they weren't really that bad. I didn't deserve to go to hell over those sins but I did deserve to go to hell over them. And that night I asked the Lord to show me who I truly was. And he did. It wasn't all at once. It was gradually over the next probably week and a half 
he just would show me, I would do something and he would just show me that that's wrong, that's a sin. And he just kept working on my heart. And we went to October meetings in Black Creek and he continued working on me there. And I went home and I was very troubled. And I went home on Thursday and on Friday I had, I had to work and all day that conviction was still there. It just wouldn't leave me. And I went home then the next morning I had done school and I was just sitting there at one point, just talking to my mother and he showed me how bitter I was at a lot of people, a lot of our church people. He just showed that I was very bitter at them, just at family and my parents. And he just showed me that I was a very, very bitter person. And that just really broke me. Like, I don't know. I finally started really seeing how wicked I was. And then I was sitting there and we got a text that someone else had gotten saved. And I remember I was just terrified. I felt like if I didn't get saved then that I would, I would never be able to be saved. And I just went up to my bed. I was just laying there and I started reading my Bible. And I just kept randomly opening to different places and just reading. And I, I was laying there and I, I read in Exodus 21, 17. And he that curseth his father or mother shall surely be put to death. And I just read that verse and it hit me that I deserve to go to hell just because of all the things that I disobeyed my parents and just thought bad things about them and just dishonored them. And I, I finally realized I saw who I truly was and I was just broken, like I was crushed. And I remember I was just laying there and I just remember saying, God, I don't, I don't understand. And he's just like, you don't have to, you just have to believe. And I turned then to Mark nine and I started reading there. When I got to verse 23, it says, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believe it. And that verse, I don't know, it just hit me. And I just kept saying that verse over and over again in my mind. And I just believed it. I was just standing there. And then suddenly I was just like, I believe that. And I haven't stopped believing it. And he's given me such peace and joy and all that bitterness and pride is, is just gone. He, I can actually obey my parents now without just thinking bad things. And he's just done a work in my life. And, um, I just want to thank him for what he's done and is continuing to do.
Well, Liddy, I want to thank you for being willing to record your testimony on this podcast. Of course, it brings me great joy. And uh, some of you don't know this, but Lydia was one of the two flower girls in our wedding, of course, uh, by marriage. She's my niece, and uh, we certainly are thankful for Lydia and what God has done for her, he'll do for others. It was Stuart Hamblin that wrote that old song. These are the chimes of time ring out the news. Another day is through. Someone slipped and fell. Was that someone you? You may have longed for added strength, your courage to renew. Do not be disheartened. For I have news for you. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. And as Lydia even spoke early on, one of the first things she said, being raised in a preacher's home, being a preacher's daughter. We've had folks that have recorded their testimony on this podcast that were drunkards and gangsters and drug addicts and violent abusers of men. We've had them on here that were involved in perversions and pornographies and adulteries. And we've had on here that lived in the gutter and lived homeless and lived most wretched lives you could live. But glory to God, God still saves sinners. And if you're a preacher's daughter or a preacher's son and a sinner, God's still in the business of saving sinners. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. You don't have to be a prodigal. You can get saved sitting in the Father's house. You can get saved. You don't have to be in the hog pen. You can be sitting in the Father's house and the miracle of the new birth take place. And it is a miracle when God appears to you and births you into Jesus Christ. What a glorious miracle. So thank each of you for tuning in. I hope this has been a help. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Those of you that maybe know Lydia, don't hesitate to reach out to her and thank her for doing this podcast. Took a little bit of courage on her part, but I think she did well. We rejoice in that. Would you have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.